Hello, and welcome to another episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling. I am the founder and CEO of Mara Poling. Today, we're going to be talking about our favorite topic uh, when it comes to uh, providing assistance to you all, and that is about helping you develop your team of advisors. Those of you that have been with us for a while know that this is uh, probably our favorite topic to chat about. Uh, we uh, strong advocates for everyone, regardless of whether you're writing a check for a single family rental or a duplex, or, or you've written an eight figure check for a large investment that you've made, wherever you are along that spectrum, uh, we're big advocates for everyone having a strong team of advisors, uh, which include uh, folks that can help you in terms of how you think about your life from a, from a tax standpoint, uh, uh, legal uh, support, uh, how you potentially are planning in, in terms of your estate, uh, which, by the way, we think everybody should be doing, whether you're uh, uh, young or old, estate planning is an important uh, element for everyone to be looking at. Your, um, your risk management life, right? So uh, good insurance professionals uh, and a number of other folks. Uh, today, we are excited to uh, be joined by uh, Robert Wolf. Uh, Robert's the president of Terra Firma Business and Financial Consultants. Uh, Terra Firma is a comprehensive consulting firm who provides appropriate planning needs for today and flexibility to help determine possible exit strategies for their clients uh, in the future. So uh, welcome, Bob. Glad to have you with us today. Thank you, Pat. I've been uh, looking forward to this. It's, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to having some fun with you here. Excellent, excellent. So uh, look, in full disclosure for, for everyone, uh, Bob and I share some clients. Uh, so we've got some folks that are part of the uh, Mara Poling family that work with Bob and uh, vice versa. Some of those are, are folks that, uh, that got to know Bob first and worked with him and have now joined our family. And we appreciate that relationship. Uh, for those of you that are interested in uh, talking to Bob, we'll have some contact information at the uh, at the end of the podcast. Uh, as always, you're always welcome to simply shoot me an email when you have questions about anything we're doing. That's pat at marapoling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, and get started. Um, and uh, Bob, we're going to kind of start with the uh, what I think is the obvious question, which is, so what exactly do you do as a business and financial consultant? <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty broad, uh, broad title. Um, basically, in a nutshell, Pat, what we're, our goal is to help our clients increase their cash flow. Uh, we realized uh, years ago, uh, about 18 years ago, when I got into this business, um, that, you know, most traditional advisors always ask about what a client's goals and dreams are, which are extremely important and valuable in the planning process. But none of those goals and dreams can happen without cash flow. And so we realized that, you know, as a consultant, as um, a business and financial professional, our job and our goal is to increase our clients' cash flow. So their dreams and goals can be fulfilled or maybe even be achieved at a higher dream and a higher goal level um, that they may not have uh, expected previously. And uh, typically we do this, uh, first of all, by looking for tax reduction strategies. 
Um, when we look at uh, taxes and, and trying to reduce taxes, um, if someone's in a 35, 37% tax bracket and you save taxes, that's pretty much a guaranteed rate of return. And so uh, you can't get that anywhere else in uh, any other type of uh, investment envi environment other than being a little more strategic. So typically what we'll do is we'll look for what we considered underused tax codes. Um, the IRS has provided us a great roadmap, and so we have found that uh, most uh, most tax codes that uh, business owners have access to or high-income high earners have access to um, are underusing some of the codes that the IRS gives us. So, so that's kind of in a nutshell the first step and the first stage of what we're trying to do is increase their cash flow. Uh, ex excellent. Um... I've got my little uh, cheat sheet of notes here. I'm, I'm going to jump ahead because because you touched on a topic that we're certainly uh, interested in. Uh, you know, we're big believers in uh, it's not how much you make, it's it's how much you keep. And, uh, you know, while we don't advocate anybody make a decision purely for tax purposes, uh, we certainly think taxes are part of the um, as are part of the equation. So um, do, do you have some examples of the kinds of things that uh, that uh, you've done in the past with folks that have that have helped in terms of uh, uh, tax reduction or just tax planning uh, even? We, we know that that's an area that people often need help with. Yeah, no, it's a good question. And it, it's and that, that too is such a broad question. And, and uh, it's interesting when you look at the tax code, how, how big and expansive it is. And, and most CPAs and tax professionals are, are fantastic and great at what they do, but the majority of them aren't trained in specific uh, strategic areas. And uh, because it's hard, it's, uh, there's, there's areas that are very complicated. Um, but I think you, you touched on something is that we also don't advocate on uh, trying to reduce taxes. What we try to do is educate our clients on what assets are and the efficiencies in the life cycle of an asset. So for example, um, uh, we can use real estate as an example, right? Um, every, it's, a, it's a fantastic asset. But there's three stages to every asset, you and I included. Um, and an asset is basically something that puts income back in your pocket. And a liability is something that takes money out of your pocket. So from that basic definition, if the IRS taxes income, then you and I are assets because they tax our income. So when we looked at that and said, okay, from a, a perspective of the three stages, you have the beginning stage where you make the contribution. In real estate, it may be a, a cash payment or a purchase or a periodic because you're leveraging um, your, uh, your, your situation, um, financial situation, um, going in partnership with the bank or some other investors. Um, and then once you make that, you enter the second stages, which is the accumulation stage. Right, and allow the assets to accumulate. And then at some point, there's what we call the third stage, the distribution stage, where income is coming out, whether it's a stream or a lump sum, or the asset is actually sold and rolled over into other types of assets. Uh, so real estate's a big, big uh, proponent of that. And you know, surprisingly enough, we use a lot of cash value life insurance as well, just because uh, the IRS tells us to. It tells us it's one of the most tax-efficient assets out there besides real estate, if real estate is used properly. Um, now, when you take those two assets, real estate and cash value life insurance, and you have a business owner that has all these tax advantages within their business, then th that's a, a triangle, three-pronged approach that um, really is allow, allows individuals to 
uh, diversify, be more efficient with their assets, and therefore, tax planning just happens. Tax reduction just happens when you're following the rules of what the assets are and how to use them. Yeah, boy, we're uh, we're absolutely on the same page about that. Uh, as, as you're describing that process of uh, harvesting the value that exists in the existing tax code, uh, I'm uh, the word that was popping in my mind is uh, uh, one that uh, we wrestle with with folks, uh, and especially with folks that aren't real estate investors yet, and that is the word loophole. Uh, a lot of uh, folks uh, that aren't taking advantage of, of what's in the tax code, uh, you know, look at these things and say, oh, those are a bunch of loopholes. Well, they're all intentionally there, right? The, these aren't things that accidentally happen. They were written in there by Congress and signed by uh, an executive in the White House, and they're free to change them, right, if, uh, if we wanted. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I, your whole concept of... Uh, you know, taking a look at what the Treasury, what the IRS is saying, uh, these are things we would incent, uh, and then integrating that into a decision so it's not solely for tax purposes, but that that's part of the decision-making process. Um, that's that's something we strongly advocate, and so for our uh, for all of our listeners out there, if if you if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, well, I kind of do that, or I've got a CPA. Uh, you know, I'd strongly encourage you, you know, take notes as we're going through this today uh, and then have that conversation uh, with the folks that you are working with, whether it's your, you know, uh, legal team or your tax professional uh, or any other uh, member of your team of advisors uh, to make sure that you're getting this uh, perspective. Um, you know, the more the merrier, the more people you can draw from, the better the decisions are that you're um, uh, that you're going to um, that you're going to make. So um, so that's so that's great. Uh, so 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 tell me, Bob, um, who do you do this for? What, what's what's a typical client look like uh, of yours? Yeah, you know, I've been working with uh, the physicians in the medical field for the last 13, 14 years, and so it's a it's an easy transition for me to to have this type of planning with a, with a physician. But, and, and, and the reality is, is because um, they're primed for this. And what I mean by that is that they're, they, most physicians I've met with live a comfortable lifestyle. And so the average person always says, well, physicians make a ton of money. Well, they give up a decade or more of their life for education to save our lives. Right. Uh, I mean, they're, they're essentially a ministry if you want to take it from a spiritual perspective and they get compensated for that. Um, and but the majority of them, because they spend so much time making no money, <laughs> they, they live a very frugal um, lifestyle. The majority of them now, of course, there's outliers and exceptions where they're driving Ferraris and this and that. But still, they may be driving a Ferrari and still being living way below their means driving a Ferrari. Um, and so typically I, I work with physicians because they're the ones that tend to have the biggest issues. Um, and, and also, um, I have found with physicians is that the majority of them aren't getting the advice that they should be getting. And a lot of it's their fault. And what I mean by that is not because they're doing something wrong. It's because the environment they're in, they're a product of their environment. Uh, a quick, one of the questions I always ask everybody is your last doctor's appointment what time did you show up for it and what time did your doctor actually see you, right? I mean, they're always running behind and it's just the nature of the field. So they're always running around trying to keep up and, and it's not necessarily their fault. Sometimes it is depending on their, their business model, but 
not their fault. And so because they're so busy, they don't have the time to focus on this area. And the majority of them rely on their CPA, rightly so, um, to help them with the traditional deductions from an individual perspective, as well as a business perspective. But the reason why I like working with physicians so much is that they never see themselves as a business. They always see themselves as an individual. And so it's just a great opportunity for me to educate them to have this mind shift of, yes, you are an individual, but you're also a business. And there's so much opportunity for you as a business and understanding the value you have as a business and the, the savings that you have and the potential reductions in taxes just by planning for yourself. And, um, and a lot of times because of their environment, they work with CPAs who are also, right, they have a season. CPAs are one of the, one of the few industries that actually have their own season <laughs> other than Mother Earth. <laughs> Right, so, and and it, and we're and we're right in the thick of it right now. Good luck trying to get a hold of your CPA this week if you're uh, uh, if you're in need of some planning advice, right? Yeah, exactly. And every every CPA has to file an individual return for somebody. And then if they have a if they have a client that is also a business owner, then they have to do another return for that business or multiple assets that they have. And so it's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of work. And so I. I found that working with physicians, as I go through my educational process, we're heavy, heavy on education because I feel that people will make the right decision with guidance as long as they have all the information. And I think traditionally, the, the industry, whether the finance industry as, as a general term, meaning you, you, what you and I do in, in real estate and in, in investing and in, uh, banks, investment companies, insurance companies, I, I, I lump that all in that that financial industry kind of uh, glob, if you will. Um, we've always been taught and trained on a particular area. And so there, there always seems to be this black box. And so what we, what we realized, what I realized as I was going through my business model and working with physicians, they would ask me questions and I'm like, oh, that's a great question. And so I would incorporate those answers into my next client visit, whether it was with that client or somebody else. And I found that I, what I was doing was just educating people on the information. And I found that, you know, if you're just completely transparent and educate them, they'll make the right decision eight times out of 10. The other two times out of 10, they're going to ask you, what would you suggest I do? So it's almost 100% hit ratio when somebody's educated and they understand the purpose of what they're doing. And I've found a lot of physicians and business owners fall into this category as well, but a lot of physicians, business owners start investing, traditional, I uh, use air quotes, investing because they hear that they need to, but they have no purpose or, or understanding of why they want to do that. And that's why I said in the beginning, we focus on cash flow. Everybody understands what cash flow is. They understand if we can increase cash flow. So as you start, as we start teaching our clients about assets, the rules of assets, how you can have assets grow and compound for cash flow, the difference between taxable income and positive cash flow. Um, the, a lot of these, a lot of folks don't understand that there's a differences between these things. So I found that in order for me to go faster through the planning process, I actually have to go slower. I slow down. I do some education, two, three, four meetings. Here's what we're trying to do. So we understand a language that's similar to each other of how we're going to approach the next steps. 
once a client has that basic understanding and education, then as you start going through the planning process and the implementation process, they understand why they're doing what they're doing. So in a year from after implementing a plan, they're not going to call me up and go, Bob, why in the world are we doing this? They already have an idea and understanding because now we're speaking the same language. So uh, um, I'm, I'm sitting here as a business owner, uh, making notes as you're going through, and this is, this is what I'm walking away with. Tell me if, I'm, tell me if, I, if I've captured the right points. Um, so this is really a holistic approach. It's not, uh, it, it's not a tax approach. It's not a, a risk management approach. It's, it's, not a, it's not a legal estate planning approach. It's uh, integral of all of those elements. Educationally focused so that uh, I, as your client, am empowered uh, to make decisions that are going to be the right fit for me and for my, for my goals, uh, a healthy amount of planning, uh, and all of this unique to me as opposed to, uh, you know, I walk in the door at my local brokerage house, and even if I've got a seven-figure account with them, uh, you know, I'm kind of getting not only their off-the-shelf uh, asset plan, right? They plugged a few things into their computer program and it spit out a very nice looking document for me. Uh, but I'm also obviously getting a suite of products that's just what they have to offer, right? So it doesn't really cover this uh, this entire spectrum. Uh, am, am I hitting the right points there, Bob? Is there, what, what am I missing, if anything? Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And so, um, and, and, you know, I'd, I'd love to go out in the marketplace and market and communicate, hey, we're holistic planners. And unfortunately, that's kind of what everybody says. And, and, but they don't actually accomplish that. And by being more holistic, because every, everything that you touched on and summarizing what I, what I was saying, um, they're all inter, intertwined and interrelated. There's, there's um, uh, consequences, positive and negative, to decisions that we make throughout this process. So, for example, one of the things we uh, steer, steer clear of of trying to say is I try not to use the term investing or investments. And the reason being is that the, most people from their normal education um, of watching news or reading papers or talking to colleagues think of investing in the stock market. Unless, unless you have somebody that you're talking to that invests only in real estate or, or the majority of their assets are in real estate. Um, so we stay away from the terms investing or investments. What we choose to use is asset building and assets, because that's essentially what people are trying to do. That's why they're investing in the stock market, is they're trying to create this asset that will allow them to have future type of income. Um, but what we've found is that some, most of them, because of the way the industry teaches, is that they're actually creating very tax inefficient assets by using those traditional type of um, thought processes when we're talking about investing. And so um, there's a lot of consequences to that. And so it, it's really important to understand the very basics. And this is, you know, what, what helped me understand a lot of this, Pat, to be, to be quite honest with you, was the good old uh, book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, with, by Robert Kiyosaki. And um, when I first read that, it, I thought it was a very good, good information from a, a mind shift or a difference between um, the thinking of how money works. Not that one was better than the other, it was just a different way of thinking. And a lot of it was from upbringing or somebody changing the way they were brought up to understand a little bit more. And that's what education's all about. 
And so what we what I realized going through this process is that everybody has a particular bias. That's why I don't like using the term holistic anymore is because everyone has a bias term or understanding of what holistic means from all the times they've heard it or, or listened to it. But you're absolutely right. That's what we do is holistic planning. And the only way that you can affirm or change a bias is through education. And so if I have a particular bias into something and I educate myself and find that, that I was actually wrong, hey, I got to admit to myself I was wrong, which is always hard. <laughs> but you admit to yourself, okay, I was wrong. And now your mind and your thinking has shifted. And since it's shifted into a different way of thinking, now your bias has changed as well. And so that's why we go back to um, the more focus of educating, because that's what we're dealing with, Pat, you and I, in, our, in the environments we've, we've been in. And you have much more experience in, in the industry of real estate than I do. And that's why I like working with you and, and Mara Fulling is because I like to piggyback off of your guys' experience. I'm not here to reinvent the wheel. It works just fine. Um, I like you were saying earlier, and the point of this conversation is partners are very important to have um, because we can assist our clients from a, a, a holistic approach, but more importantly, um, leapfrogging over certain situations or learning experiences when we can just partner up with someone who has that experience. Excellent. So, so that leads me uh, obviously to the uh, the question about you know, how we fit our, um, w one of the things that we enjoy talking with folks about, we got a nice little slide that we use for this is, um, uh, the diversification of, and we use the term investment portfolio, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. in, 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 uh, in, uh, terra firma speak, I think this would be, uh, an asset, uh, allocation, uh, kind of view is, uh, you know, we love stocks and equities. Uh, I've I've got money there. Uh, we love bonds and other fixed income instruments. We also yep. kind of view yep. those as two sides of the same coin. Um, and while they mm -hmm. while they kind of move in different directions from each other, there's still a synchronicity there. And we really advocate folks adding more flavor to their uh, to their to the world they live in. And that would include things like. Uh, maybe some commodities, right? Uh, certainly, there's some international flavor to add into uh, to some things. Uh, we like cash, right? We always like having uh, some cash sitting around. You never know when that's going to be valuable, either in terms of a uh, a down situation or a buying opportunity. Uh, and we're advocates of commercial real estate, in in particular multifamily. We think it's well positioned not to just continue the run it's had, but we think uh, over a long period of time continued stability. Um, what what's the world like for real estate for your clients? Uh, are they already in real estate? Is it something they're uh, they're brand new to? Uh, what kind of real estate do they do they talk to you about? Uh, chat a little about that for us. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. And so um, yeah, we we agree in the sense that it, diversification is really important. Again, as long as we understand how the assets are how the assets work and understanding the risk within each asset, because there is no risk in, I mean, every asset has some type of risk. And so it's just understanding that and how to prepare a plan to be um, expectant of a risk um, and, and be proactive rather than reactive, which tends to be what most of the time uh, the investment world is, is reactive. Um, so when it comes to real estate investing in my clients, um, everybody wants to invest in real estate. 
Um, I, I, I find that, uh, well, I shouldn't say everybody. The majority of individuals want to invest in real estate. Um, I would say nine times out of 10, uh, when I'm working with physicians or just a business owner as well, um, they also want to invest in real estate or they have some sort of real estate. Typically, it will be some kind of condo or sing single family home. Usually the springboard was they had a condo or, or a 1,200 square foot single family home uh, during residency. And then they then they got their uh, first real big job right um, out of residency. And now they're making a, a, a comfortable uh, income that uh, quadruples what they were making in residency. And so what they tend to do is springboard from their, their starter home to the next home. And they usually keep that home, rent it out, um, not knowing how to rent it out, not knowing the that it's the asset, not knowing that they have tax advantages, not knowing that they have uh, cash flow uh, decision-making processes, they just do it. And then all of a sudden it's worked out well for them. And so they decide to continue to do that. Um, so what I have found is that um, they, most people want to be in the real estate market, but a lot of them are enamored with this flip your house type stuff now. And they think it's risky. You know, and, and, and honestly, when you watch some of those shows, you know, what they don't tell you a lot of times is that they're, they're their own realtor, right? So they're making a commission or some type of a, a return on the actual purchase or sale of the property as well. Um, that's part of their bottom line. Um, but the, the reality of it is that the average business owner or physician just doesn't have time to do that. It sounds fun. They just don't have time to do that. It's to pick what kind of tile and cabinetry and paint and, all, and you know, window coverings and all that stuff, they just don't have the time to do that. So they all don't do it. Um, so our approach and our process is that we want control, but we also want flexibility and balance. And so one of the things that we like about uh, working with you folks is that you guys provide my clients a great springboard into uh, multifamily planning uh, and real estate investing without having to know it, essentially. We'll go through the educational process and, and explain to them, you know, what it is, why, why it's important to have um, this as part of their portfolio. And then we usually do that education. And then that's when we end up introducing you to them. And we have that nice conversation. They can ask, ask any question that they want. But typically what we try to do to save you some time as well is to give them some of that best basic education. So you can go into more of what you guys are doing and why what you guys are doing at Mara Polling is so important for the, the individual investor and how it can help their portfolio. They already understand from our perspective at Terra Firma that it's a, it's a portion of it and why it's a portion of it. And then there's other areas of real estate investing that we do that uh, allows them more control, right? Because quite honestly, with you guys, you guys are handling everything. So a client doesn't really necessarily have 100% control of the situation and nor would you want them to in your your situation, your scenario, and your model. Um, so we also create an asset where they have more control, um, but they don't have the day-to-day -day liabilities and time um, to put into it. And so we, we try to diversify from that aspect um, as well. So uh, the goal is to start springboarding them into um, later on to where they can start investing more and more um, into and building more and more assets into the real estate environment from a tax advantage uh, situation um, and a cash flow situation in the future. So we, we really like working with you guys because you make it so much so much easier for my clients and myself um, to where you just don't have to think about it. You don't have to have to worry about what's going to happen because of the experience that you guys have. Uh, great. 
So um, we're going to wrap it up here. I got one more question for you, Bob. And that is, as I mentioned, uh, I think uh, fairly early on in our conversation today, uh, our listeners, and again, uh, we thank all of you that are listening again this week and encourage you to subscribe. Uh, we'll have more sessions like this on a team of advisors uh, coming up in the next uh, uh, few months. Uh, we've got some estate uh, planning folks that are going to be joining us. Uh, as well as uh, a real-life CPA, so one of the folks that Bob talked about that that does more of the uh, paperwork execution side of the uh, uh, the uh, the play, and a few other folks that we would encourage you to have on your team. By the way, if you have um, if you're a member of LinkedIn, and if you're not, we we encourage you to go there. We think it's a great place to get some. Uh, uh, some resources and, and do some learning. Uh, there's a group that we host on LinkedIn called uh, Personal Finance and Wealth uh, Education. I uh, would encourage you to uh, get on LinkedIn and uh, join our group. There's a lot of great conversation that goes on there around uh, these very uh, these very topics. Uh, so many of you out there might fit the mold of what Bob was just describing. Uh, maybe you're a, an entrepreneur uh, or someone in the uh, the medical world, as uh, Bob's described, uh, you might be someone just starting out uh, and you're looking for similar kinds of help and advice. So, um, so Bob, uh, how does somebody find someone like you? Uh, obviously, we're gonna, we'll get Bob's contact information for everybody here in a few minutes for those of you that want to work directly with Bob. But how would I go about finding someone that can do for me what you do for, for your clients? Well, <clears throat> I have fa I have found that it was very difficult to find people who do similar to what I do, um, and so typically the big CPA firms uh, will work with uh, some of the uh, the bigger uh, uh, businesses making you know twenty thirty million dollars a year and such. Um, so essentially, what we do is the same thing, but just for the average day person um, like who we've been talking about. So uh, your listeners can email me directly um, at, uh, in that you said you're going to give them uh, my personal information as well. They're welcome to call or text me as well. They can also go on to LinkedIn um, and uh, they can find me on LinkedIn at Terra Firma um, Bob Wolf and uh, they'll, they'll see my profile, kind of go through some stuff. I have some videos on there as well. Um, our website, uh, Terra Firma Consultants LLC.com is an area as well. And then we also created a membership site where we do a lot of the education that we talked about here. Uh, we have 13 sessions, 20-minute sessions, talking about our approach and methodology to investing um, or asset building. Um, and it's terraformamembers.com. Um, and we charge a one-time $97, and they can go on there and get all the information they want and then schedule a 30-minute strategy session with us if they like to. Um, so those, those are some options as well. Excellent. Well, uh, we appreciate that, uh, Bob. And again, we encourage all of you that are out there, um, hopefully you've been taking notes. If not, uh, listen again. That's the beauty of these podcasts. You can give another listen and uh, uh, approach your team of advisors. Ask them these kinds of questions. Uh, see what uh, guidance and feedback they provide you. And for those of you that don't have a team of advisors, and I know you're out there because <laughs> some of you are our clients, uh, really go find somebody to help you. Uh, you know, you need somebody that does the kind of work that Bob's describing. Uh, you do need somebody that does your actual uh, CPA work for you, that does your filings and the like. Uh, you need the, the folks on a legal team and, and such. And the better the team you can put together, 
especially for those of you uh, with families, right? So uh, maybe you and your spouse are listening to this together. Uh, and if your spouse isn't listening, it's even more important uh, that you really get on the same page and, and have, a, uh, have a plan, uh, especially with kids and, and all the other things that might be going on in your, um, uh, in your life. Uh, you're always welcome, as I said, to shoot me an email, uh, pat at marapolling.com. Uh, you can get a hold of uh, Robert Wolf at rwolf, R-W-O-L-F, at terrafirmaconsultantsllc.com. And if you have questions about that or maybe you didn't get that down again, you can shoot me an email and we'll be happy to uh, get you connected up with, um, uh, with Bob. Uh, and as I said, please join the LinkedIn group. It's a great place to to learn more about all of this. Bob, we really appreciate you coming and spending uh, time with us uh, today. For those of you that are listening, uh, we'll have another session coming up like this in a few weeks, as I said. Uh, next week, uh, Bill Mara is gonna be joining us and we're gonna be talking about the acquisition uh, process in some detail. Bob leads our acquisition efforts here. Uh, pardon me, Bill leads our acquisition efforts here at uh, at Mara Pulling. Sorry, I almost got you another job there, Bob. Uh, going to be really, going to be really busy. Uh, so Bill <laughs> Mara leads our acquisition efforts here at, uh, at Mara Pulling. Uh, he'll be joining us as we talk about uh, some of that in some detail. And I thank you all for joining us and look forward to seeing you again next time on Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Pulling.